0: November the 27th, 2020 Got a little bonus show for you Here on That's What G Said this weekend There was so much racing to cover And because of the holiday With Thanksgiving, we tried to get a show out Earlier in the week, but I wanted to talk about Some Saturday racing with you because there's Big racing at Churchill, at Delta At Del Mar, we've got a, h- a couple Of huge, huge stable duel Contests that we're going to discuss And then we can give out Our finalized NFL plays For the week, so Horse racing from Churchill, from Delta From Del Mar, we'll talk some Stable duel and then best bets For NFL Sunday here And uh, before we get into Churchill Downs, I have to let you know about one of the sponsors Of That's What G Said Oldsmokeclothing.com When you go to Oldsmokeclothing.com And when you purchase Anything there and you use the promo code G-I-N-O, you will get free Shipping Old Smoke Clothing is a A culmination of a a couple of buddies Who are from Saratoga Who love racing at Saratoga And they developed quality clothing And merchandise that horse racing fans Who love the atmosphere and lifestyle of racing Will be able to enjoy Collaborations with top designers They've developed Innovative line of high quality products That are rooted in iconic symbols of racing And the racetrack experience We're talking t-shirts, hats, zip-ups Hoodies, tank tops, long sleeve Quality clothing You can get custom designs with whatever you want You can check out some of the special collections That they have like the Kentucky Derby collection Or the Seabiscuit collection Don't forget about that promo code G-I-N-O Gets you free shipping And then the Clubhouse folks The Clubhouse is a $500 annual fee where you get four quarterly deliveries to you. It is an exclusive membership that uh, gives you a delivery in January, in April, in July, and in October. Each package will include a t-shirt to members custom horse racing themed gift, different package fillers. You get a headwear made exclusively for members, 20% off all orders at Old Smoke Clothing. That's if you become a part of the Old Smoke Clubhouse Check that out Oldsmokeclothing.com I mean, some of your favorites Tis the Law, Midnight Bisou, Authentic She dares the Devil represent them Show the horse racing fan in you Use that promo code GINO for free shipping Let's get the Churchill Downs Uh, We're going to get to the stakes races With Andrew Champagne And then I'm going to go through the full Churchill Down card. Following that, I'll roll through the card real quick, each race, some thoughts on each um, for Churchill Downs Saturday. So Andrew Champagne and I, we talk about the two stakes races for Churchill on Saturday. We get in-depth on those two. And then afterwards, I'll start with race number one, and I'll roll through the card and give you my overall thoughts. So here we go, stakes races for Churchill Saturday. Get those past performances out. Joining me to talk some Churchill Downs stakes races. It's a big weekend. We've got uh, Churchill Downs. It's always an underrated uh, underrated weekend, in my opinion. The Thanksgiving weekend of racing, uh, Churchill Downs going on with some some big stakes. He got that all two-year-old card on Saturday. I'm going to talk some Del Mar and some Delta Downs later in the card too. All with Andrew Champagne, a man who uh, is swinging a hot stick. He had a, a nice night. At Del Mar uh, earlier this week, he also did very well in a stable duel contest. It had a ton of different entries, so let's see if we can uh, we can bring that mojo on over to Churchill Downs on Saturday. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving, buddy?
1: Well, it wasn't bad. Uh, it's actually been a pretty eventful week. Tuesday was my seven year anniversary. Yeah. Wednesday was my birthday thursday's thanksgiving and now we're headed into the weekend so i'm uh, i'm in a pretty good spot you mentioned that thursday was a pretty darn good day for me i wound up third in the free contest they ran a delmar that had 800 people in it seriously yeah. 800 people my goodness great finish i was uh i was incredibly proud of that i could have been second i mulled over using a horse that ran second in a race where i ran fifth I could have had the budget to do that. I could have run second. I was not catching the winner. However, the winner was somebody that put up 450 points. That's a massive score. Yeah. I mean, when you have that many people in a contest, someone is going to go crazy like that. But 450, my goodness, that's that's incredibly impressive. And if you're listening and you did it, my goodness, kudos to you. But uh, there's, a- there's a lot there's a lot going on this weekend for sure. And I'm really excited to to take a look at some of these races because there's some really fun horses that are going to be running,
0: yeah, let's talk about the Churchill Stakes races, too. It's one of those really cool Churchill cards. They do it a couple times uh, throughout the later part of the year where it's all two year olds. So it, Unbelievable to go through a, a card Like this, you and I are going to focus on the, the stakes races at Churchill Downs And then we're going to jump in and give uh, some thoughts On uh, some of the stakes races over at Del Mar And a thought or two at Delta well, And those two tracks have some stable dual contests Going on, so let's talk Churchill Goldenrod Race number 9, this is a Grade 2 here, and what's kind of crazy About these cards too, Andrew, is like looking Through the whole card, like so many of these Races are comparable to the grade 2 And really what makes this the grade 2 Two is Simply Ravishing that, That's the difference between the rest of the This and the field, you know, you have a nice horse like Coach In here too, she's uh, undefeated, she's done Very little wrong, but Simply Ravishing Was less than five To two in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Fillies, she is a grade one winner She is one Going long on the grass, she's one sprinting On the dirt, She's which is actually the race that was taken off the grass And she's won a grade one going long on the, on the dirt And she was a, a fourth Where a fourth where Andrew, she really could have been second if, if for like a slightly different, maybe a slightly better trip here. And I think, especially if you're looking at numbers and figures, she's definitely the horse you have to start with and she's the one to beat. That's for darn sure.
1: Simply Ravishing hasn't done a whole heck of a lot wrong. I saw her a lot at Saratoga. She won on the turf at 14 to 1. Ken McPeak, first time starters do not win. So the fact that she won that race alone should have been a clue that there was a lot of talent there. They ran her in the P.G. Johnson late in the meet. They were hoping that race was going to stay on the turf, gets rained off, and they discover, oh, my goodness, we have a dirt horse because the horse won by six and a half lengths. Didn't beat anything that day, but went to Keeneland, won the Alcibiades very impressively, albeit with a perfect trip, then goes to the Breeders' Cup. She's two to one that day. And she does not have a great start Uh, She lost most of her chance at the break that day She hadn't shown an ability to rate yet But she still ran fourth And as you mentioned, Gino With a couple of bobs of heads in different directions Could have been second behind Mm -hmm. Equist. So not a lot wrong with that one She's going to be tough But I don't think she's a single in this race I think she's a likely winner I think she's going to be favored. But this is a 10-horse field with a lot of talent signed on. If you need to single her to keep within a budget, I understand it. But if you're playing a grid structure, there are some other horses that are bees that I think you're going to want to throw in, at least in some way, shape, or form.
0: Okay, let's get to some of those. Who are some of the Bs for you? Sure.
1: The one that I'm really drawn to is number three, Coach,
0: yep, who was undefeated
1: too. for Brad Cox. Oh, no. Oh, we're no. in some
0: trouble. We're in some oh. trouble. Hey, maybe not. Turnawa. We we had a couple that we were on that ran well. Uh, Breeders' Cup. So we've had some success together before. We can get a horse. It's it's a lot of weight for a horse to carry. But it's maybe maybe she's just a phenomenal filly who can carry the dead weight of you and I.
1: 400 pounds overweight or something to that effect But uh, Coach is a fun filly just based on her breeding I love this pedigree By commissioner out of an exchange rate mare To me there's stamina there And there's potential for this horse to potentially run on turf later Exchange rate wound up being a pretty darn good turf influence on the bottom side But they ran this horse twice at Indiana Grand Don't know what she beat in either of those two races But she sure looked good doing it They ship her to Churchill to go a mile and a 16th, and she winds up taking to that like a duck to water. Granted, she had a really nice trip that day, but she beat a stakes-quality field by two and a half lengths. She's got some early speed, but she doesn't need the lead in order to run well. She's a professional filly, and I think she's in line to take a big step forward in this spot. The other horse that I want to spotlight Is a second time starter from the Steve Asmussen Barn, that's number six Clariere, who has my favorite pedigree In this field, she's by Curlin, out of a mare named Cavorting, who a couple years ago Was a top class Breeders' Cup Type fillier mare, she was That good, and this one Looked really good first time Out, she was five and a half lengths back, through some pretty slow Fractions, they went 48 and one to the Half, if you're a two year old It's tough enough to debut going two turns Add in that she's conceding Five and a half lengths And needing to make up ground The fact that she rallied at all is impressive The fact that she won Is really noteworthy Asmussen's horses tend to move up With experience There are a couple of really good works I love the two back work going five furlongs In a minute and four That was the 11th fastest of 42 works at the distance She's six to one on the morning line I think one or both of those horses are going to get bet down a little bit off of that six to one. But while simply ravishing is the horse to beat, I don't think this race is as simple as Simply Ravishing and nine other horses Fighting for second.
0: Completely agree. It feels Like it's, like she's above The rest of the field for sure, and, and a lot of that Is because of her credentials and what she's done So far, and just on a She's run faster, and she's beaten and competed With a little bit better, but it feels like it's Her, and then there's definitely like another tier Of four or five horses that I think you could throw In the mix. You mentioned two of them. I'm right there With you on Coach. What I like about Coach Two, Andrew, in the race you mentioned She, she made her move She hit the front and then early To the middle part of the stretch She had a challenge and it looked for a second Like okay maybe she Hit the front a little too quick maybe she doesn't Want to go this far and then She repelled that challenge and, and Really drew off nicely which To me means okay it wasn't one necessarily. She just kind of fell right into a perfect spot. I think she's a nice animal, and I think she is a, has a legitimate shot to win this thing. For the other horse, I um I would look at, and it's kind of for a sort of a reason you mentioned was simply ravishing. Is the Nine Princess Theorem? Same kind of a case with with her win on October the thirtieth at Churchill. It was a race that was taken off the grass. You stay in there, and all of a sudden you realize, wow. This horse might be okay on the main track, and you gotta come right back here and take a shot at a cha- uh, at the track at the trip that you ran well, because you don't really have to step up even to hit the board in here with this group and to be very competitive against graded stakes companies. So I think Princess Theorem is one that I might throw in. So for me, I kind of have uh, the three as a horse. If he if she's over five to one, I might put a few bucks on her to win. Um, and I'm going to be using her with simply ravishing in exotics, and then I'll probably throw the nine princess theorem in, in in some of my others.
1: Yep, there's another bomb that I'll throw in before we move on to the Kentucky Jockey Club. If you're looking for a bigger price, I think you can do worse than number two Nomo. Spending a horse that's coming in from New York has mm-hmm. gotten better as she goes along. And there's nothing to dislike with the pedigree. Yeah. My uncle Mo out of a mare named Stop Spending Maria, who was a very good horse. That's one of many horses that Mike Rapoli named after his wife's shopping habits, which you can get away with doing when you're worth billions and billions and billions of dollars. Gino, I don't think either of us could get away with naming a horse after a bad <laughs> habit of either of our main squeezes, but yeah, you know, that is what it is. But no Mo Spending graduated two back granted over new york bred, so didn't beat a whole lot there but i thought she beat a decent field last time out at belmont park and she's got the pedigree to potentially like two turns ian wilkes horses tend to get better with experience you don't think of him as a Mm two-year-old trainer but i think this one could potentially be in a spot where she can take a step forward and maybe run third or fourth at a big price
0: Yeah, and uh, my mom, actually, when we used to own uh, horses a lot more, my my grandpa was actually really good friends with uh, Walter Greenman before he passed away, and so my grandpa would get roped into owning a lot of different horses here and there, and so my dad would end up having pieces of ones here and there, so uh, my mom got to name one of them. And she ended up naming it Io the government I period O the government <laughs> yeah it was great it was a great name we used to call them Io and here and uh, here comes Io so oh, yeah we we've, we've been in the uh, naming them but we're we're sort of similar yeah Io the government on that one <laughs> so a, a fun goldenrod and I, I I do like this time of the year at Churchill because we get these races like this where you hey I mean these could be Kentucky Oaks fillies you know yeah. the, the, that's how you look at it uh, for next year and we when we get to the 11th race at Churchill the Kentucky Jockey Club we are looking at some horses who hey they might be Kentucky Derby horses they might be triple crown types we don't really have um, I mean, I guess that's that's inaccurate. I mean, so we, I was going to say we don't really have one of the top tiers, but but we do. We have a horse who finished third in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile and was second in the Breeders' Futurity before that. But he's actually still a maiden, so that's what's kind of a, a little head scratching about him. And at first glance, when you just look like his last number, the figure he earned in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile really does jump off the page. But the barn, something you have to mention. And the the connections Jockey, trainer who go very hot and cold Are currently cold right now At the meeting Uh, Lots of horses running in the second and third So it wouldn't be a surprise to see a horse like this Who's settled for minor awards Who's already been defeated by a rival in this field To maybe do the same in here Where do you stand with keep me in mind
1: Toss Complete and total toss for me I will readily admit that he ran Big in the Breeders' Cup That track at Keeneland was not kind to closers. He was dead last, 17 lengths back at the first call. Winds up rallying to finish third, beating two lengths. He ran great. I am not knocking that effort. I'm thinking a bounce is coming. Me too. For any number of reasons. That was a 92 buyer speed figure. He ran an 83 two back. I think he regresses to that form, and I don't think that form is good enough. I think there are a number of other horses that could potentially improve far They're on the way up that point. for sure. And this race does not have a lot of early speed. In fact, my strongest opinion of the entire Saturday racing program, anywhere, any track comes in this race. Okay. Gino, I love swill in this race. I sure. think swill is the lone speed blinkers come off. Ran really well last time here at Churchill. Went wire to wire and didn't have it easy. 22 and four to the quarter, 46 to the half. Finished strong under Florent Giroux, who rides back. We know Giroux is a very aggressive gate rider, and with Churchill, when the rail is good, it is very, very good. Goes two turns for the first time. Has the pedigree to like it, and I love the work pattern. November 14th at Churchill, the two back work, 59 and four, fastest of 57 at the distance. Gets a nice little stretch of the legs on November 21st, going five furlongs. I think Swill leads every step of the way, and I really hope we get that six to one morning line price. To me, he seems like the lone speed. I love the lone speed blinkers off angle. Maybe he's matured, maybe he's able to relax. I love the fact that the second-place finisher from the last race has since come back to win. I think Swill is very, very live in this race for World Class Connections.
0: I've got Swill picked second here. I will be using Swill in all of my exotics, and I think he's an absolute must-use in this race. The reason why I have him picked second... I'm a, I'm a little worried about the 5 Inspector Frost maybe softening him up and, and in a field like this, a big field with young Horses, maybe there's somebody Else that ends up getting a little bit aggressive An ultimate badger or someone who puts A little more pressure on him, I think if that Were the case, and, and I'm not really even Against Swill, because I think if anyone's gonna Steal this race, or if anyone's The fastest, the speed of the speed, it is Swill So must use for me everywhere, but I Slightly lean to King Fury in here Adding the blinkers, which I really Really like, because If you look at his form prior to the Breeders' Cup Juvenile He really doesn't have to be so far back He can sit a little bit closer and more of a third, fourth And so if this is a race that doesn't have a lot of speed He's adding the blinkers and I know he's got a little more tactical speed I wouldn't be shocked to see them get aggressive with him And maybe he's sitting third Behind those two speed horses Swill going the five pressing And then King Fury maybe third or fourth I think he's just going to be closer And um, his last race too, the Breeders' Cup So he was seventh on the inside He was about seven lengths off He started to move up the inside But then he ran in into a horse that was backing up And you can't when you're a 59 to one shot in the Breeders' Cup, if you when you're a 50 to one shot anywhere, you're not likely going to be able to re rally to have multiple gears. You need things to go your way for you to hit the board or to have a shot to win. Had he had a nice clean trip up the inside, he might have been able to make the sort of move that we saw with the maiden in here. You know, the horse who who started to roll late with keep me in mind So I, I think King Fury is really interesting And especially if you're taking the approach Like Andrew and I are in this race As, you know what, I'm okay with letting Keep me in mind beat me on the win end I do think he's probably still a horse If you're playing Tries supers like underneath He's probably there but I'm much More pick fours pick fives and everything I'm completely trying to beat him I'll be Using two seven everywhere I'll probably throw the one In um uh, sitting on Go because that Churchill race was really Big in the Iroquois two back and I'm willing to excuse some horses who have Bad trips in breeders cups and Kentucky Derby type races it's just it's difficult to Win those races so um Those would be the th- probably the three that I'd be looking at, and in particular two and seven with uh, some ones on the ticket, but no fours for me on the win. And Andrew,
1: no, not at all. And you mentioned sitting on go. I liked sitting on go a little bit in the Breeders' Cup, coming off of that race at Churchill. The thing about the Iroquois was that race fell apart. He was ninth of ten that day. They went forty-five and three to the half, and the race fell apart. I don't think that race aged particularly well, but could sit on go want to go two turns. And is he better than what he showed in the breeders cup? He very well could be. I think the play in here is two with one, four and seven. You mentioned King fury. I don't hate King fury. He's two for two at Churchill. So, you know, this route isn't going to beat him. Maybe he's ready for this and maybe he gets a piece of it, but I just think swill goes out early. Mm -hmm. And if he gets comfortable, I think he forgets to stop.
0: Churchill Downs stakes races, a couple of very nice ones on Saturday. Uh, don't go anywhere, folks. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to head on over to Delta Downs, talk a little bit about Delta. There's a stakes race there, there's a stable duel contest on Saturday. So uh, we'll be back in just a minute with more Andrew Champagne. Big thanks to Andrew So he's with me for all the stakes races For the three different tracks We talk about the Delta stakes race a little later And then we talk about the Del Mar stakes races uh, Following that I'm going to get through the rest of the Churchill Downs card Let's start with race number one For Churchill Downs on Saturday I'm looking at this field made in special ways I kind of like the three a little bit Cuzzy Wuzzy who broke well in his most re- in her most recent start She was going 5.5 furlongs And it was a sloppy racetrack It was the main She broke well Then she got a little bit outrun on the inside She got shuffled back in the slop And she was all the way back to dead last She weaved through traffic And really picked up some pieces late I thought it was a sneaky good effort Now she's going to stretch back out to the mile The one turn mile We saw her go long at Ellis Park um, in, her car- in her second career start And she wasn't bad that day I think this is going to be a lot better for Cuzzy Wuzzy. She will be much, much closer than she was last time out. Cuzzy Wuzzy, the number three, gonna be on all of my tickets. I think the ten, uh Cyrenia is no doubt the one that they'll all have to beat I do look at the 12, Silk and, and Sugar As a horse who so I might throw into the early pick 5 and some exotics who was towards The rear and the inside was 8, it was about 6-7 lengths off In some traffic and uh, angled around And then back to the inside, it was not a bad Effort, she's gone from 6 furlongs To 7 furlongs and now Going to uh, the mile here So has, has had the progression And she will be In some of my uh, exotics. As we move along to race number two at Churchill Downs, uh, I like the aid in here quite a bit. Willful Woman. Willful Woman was uh, third in her career debut and she hopped at the start, but she was quick. She was up afterwards. She recovered nicely. She was up to third on the inside within two lengths. She tucked in. Then she got shuffled back a little bit. She was a fine third. And now she's going to get the stretch And she was a fine third at 7 furlongs Which is not an easy distance to debut And then you're going to stretch out To the mile and the 16th I think she takes a big step forward in here The number 8, Willful Woman Is a horse who I will make a win wager on At anything over 7-2 to two, Make sure to throw her into all of those early exotics That you're playing If you're playing that pick 5 She might be even a horse who I, I take a, a swing with And maybe uh, a single there We move on to race number 3 Tons of respect for the six scarred. And we're going to see throughout the day a lot of these races where you have multiple horses coming back. Because this is an all two-year-old card, remember. So you're going to have horses coming back. They've all faced each Tons of these horses have all faced each other. And some will be in stakes. Some will be in maiden races. And others in these allowance races like this third. So the six on all my tickets... But the, uh, the horse who I like in here is the number three, Cousin Larry, who won last time out at Keeneland going six and a half furlongs. He was close up on the inside, and he was on the heels of the leader right away. I and mean, he was just loaded, waiting for room, waiting for room. The rail opened, and he shot through. It's not easy even when you get the opening there because you sort of have to hesitate. You lose your momentum. I like Cousin Larry. I'll be using him in all exotics if he's around... You know, four to one or so. Uh, I'll be making a win wager on him. I'm going to using him with the uh, the number six scarred in all of the exotics there in race number three. We move on to the fourth race in here. I will just be too deep in a lot of exotics With with the 8 Holy Redeemer Just mentioned Scarred, he was behind Scarred Look who Holy Redeemer lost to In the race before that, Cousin Larry So the two horses I like in the previous race Both defeated Holy Redeemer It would be kind of hard not to like Holy Redeemer In this spot, like in the other two In the spot before the 7 Sheffy will be the horse I, I play to win If we can get, I guess, sort of the similar, right? The, the, the couple horses we like so far Have all been around 6-1 to one morning line So I've kind of got him at 3-1 at to one As where I, I saw him pegged in this race Because to me, he really does feel like A horse who's got some upside And after the 2 and the 8... I thought he might be the next one in here. I got some respect for Burrow, who showed some speed in the race that was taken off the grass, and uh, he went a mile and 16th at Keeneland, finished second, runner-up, unfortunate for Joe Burrow, the, the, the big injury recently. But Sheffy was outrun early, and he was a little hard-ridden to keep up, and he was back to seventh, about seven lengths off. He made a three-wide move. He started to get into his best stride late. He just looked like a horse who wants to go long. I think he's going to be much more settled, much more relaxed. He won't have to be ridden so hard just to keep up with this group early on. Number seven, Sheffy. We'll be using in all exotics, and I'll be playing Sheffy to win a little in race number four. Let's move along. No real opinion in the fifth. And, I mean, big card like this big fields I'm not going to be forcing it in every single race so um, if you're playing early pick fives and stuff like that see I I probably won't for that reason that I just don't love this field so uh, skip for me in the 5th, we move on to race number 6 I'm looking at a couple horses To uh, include in the exotics Again, talked about Scarred earlier Private Network coming out of that same race Where he was behind Scarred He was behind Holy Redeemer So if those horses run well earlier on in the card You probably want to use Private Network Who's going to be stretching out here Trying the mile in an 8 I've got Private Network in all exotics The horse who's the most interesting to me in here though Is the one Royal Trist Who was dead last And he was double digits off in his career debut. He really got moving, but he was forced seven, eight lengths wide. He was a little bit green. That was going seven furlongs. He was another horse who just visually, he looks like he wants to go a little bit longer. He made a big move up into it and was kind of weaving a little late. The number one, Royal Trist. I'm using him in all exotics, the eight private Network will also be on all the Tickets for me there in race Number six as we move Along to race number seven I like the two in here Corey Uh, Corey quite a bit He she Two-year-old Philly who was a runner-up last Time out behind a horse named The grass is blue Two starts back was behind a horse named Coach who is three for three And we're going to see Coach a little bit later on In the the uh, graded stakes race That we talk about with Andrew Champagne Won the rags to riches undefeated We In the career debut Corey beat a next out maiden special winner There's a lot of speed in here For her to sit off She should be tracking nicely from the inside So when she finished second last time out She was fifth, sixth She was about three deep, five lengths off She made a three wide bid at the top of the lane And she was just second best She's going to get a great setup in here. Corey, the number two, we'll be using in all exotics. Anything around five to one, let's make a win wager on Corey as we move along to race number eight. For me in here, um, a lot of question marks. Question marks on the nine. Splendid Todd, who I think can sit really nicely. Is Tid's splendid news good enough to run a field like this just off their feet? The two army wife, I think... Is another who's just going to get a nice Nice trip Army wife settled in 6th in her last start She was about 5 lengths off She was kept in the clear She was in the 2 path And she was just looming up into contention Without really being asked And she had one horse to run down When asked, she responded nicely And was able to get to that one Army wife, the number 2 Anything around 3 to 1 Will make a win wager on Army Wife in race number 8 Make sure to throw this filly into all of your Exotics In the ninth race we talk about this one with Andrew uh, Coach for me It was Coach, it was Simply Ravishing It was uh, Princess Theorem As uh, as horses that I'm using in uh, exotics There The 10th race uh, The 10, Mandala- uh, Mandalone, Mandalonian The number 10 Not one that I'm trying to beat in a late pick 4, late pick 5 situation The 3 is the horse I like in here the most, Twilight Blue Who debuted on the grass Second start, tried the main track At Churchill, was 24-1 to one, Was tracking in 3rd, inside And tried to go Got stopped, lost a little ground Then came up again through the rail It was a really nice Visually super impressive I love horses who Are able to sit that kind of a trip Because m- Most races you are going to be in a great spot And most races when you have the style The running style where you can sit just off You're always going to be able to put yourself in a good spot You're going to be able to sit within a few lengths Behind the leaders Number 3, Twilight Blue Anything around 5-1 to We'll make a win wager there on that one In race number 10 At Churchill the 11th race, the Kentucky Jockey Club Spoke about that one with Andrew For me, it is King Fury over Swill As my top two in there I'll also use Sitting on Go and some others But I'm okay with playing against Keeping me in mind on the win end So that is Churchill Downs for you On Saturday Didn't really love anything in the 12th And again, for me, as someone who will Kind of play race by race by race I'll, uh, I don't mind uh, you know sitting one or two out in there Good luck, folks, on a great Churchill Downs Saturday card of all two-year-olds. Black Friday sales everywhere. Now is the time to get in touch with Cindy Carava, the full-service realtor. If you have been thinking about anything in the world of real estate, she is the lady you need to get in touch with. She can help you in many different ways, selling, purchasing, Leasing, she can help you find vendors, handyman Painters, landscapers, gardeners that she Personally uses, do you need help getting pre-approved For a home loan, she can connect you With those lenders that she works closely with and highly Recommends, covering all parts of the San Gabriel Valley, North San Diego County, Del Mar, Solana Beach, Rancho Santa Fe, you can find her All over, social media, Facebook Instagram, YouTube, reviews about her On Yelp and Zillow, but CindyCarava.com Is the website C-I-N-D-Y C-A-R-A-V-A Dot com Right now, the Black Friday special that she has going on. If you list, purchase, or refi your home with Cindy by December the 31st, so this sale goes all the way to the end of 2020, she will compensate you for up to 1500 for services, including appraisal, physical inspection, and home warranty. She wants to get you and your family into a new home this holiday season. For more information, give Cindy a call, 626 394 6400. On to Delta Downs. So, Delta Downs has a huge, huge stable duel contest on Saturday. What Delta Downs has been doing, what Stable Duel has been doing for Delta over the week is Tuesday. It's called the Turkey Bowl series. It was a four part series that started on Tuesday. Tuesday contest. Wednesday contest, Friday contest They all filter into the Saturday The main event What what Stable Duel is doing is they're matching Half of the pools from each of the first three They're going to put those into the pool Along with all the money That is in for the $50 entries on Saturday $50 to enter At Delta Downs Andrew and I are going to talk about the the Feature, the stakes race there And then following that, I'm going to go through the Full card at Delta, give you some quick Thoughts on every race, a couple horses that I think may be possible to use So you can use them in However you want for your handicapping If you're playing stable dual contest If you're playing pick fours and pick fives Playing to win, I'll go through a quick uh, Run through the entire card Following this conversation we have with Andrew So make sure to get involved In that huge Stable Duel contest There's going to be a ton of money From earlier in the week It's like a carryover It's like a 4 day carryover basically Because all like half of the pool has carried over Half of the pool again Half of the pool again that Stable Duel is filtering into this So it's basically like Carried over all this free overlaid money In the pools, make sure to get involved Andrew and I are going to talk Delta Downs Saturday We're going to talk about the stakes race The Delta Mile coming up now Following that, you're going to get my thoughts On the full card for Saturday Delta Big big Saturday at Delta Downs My uh, my old friends in Vinton, Louisiana They opened back up this week So Andrew Champagne is going to talk about The stakes race they have uh, coming up On Saturday and Andrew what's important About you know the Delta Saturday card Versus just a, a nice card over In Vinton is that there is going to be A stable duel contest What's cool about stable duel they're always Kind of trying these new different things And they had a tweak to their contest this week It was a turkey bowl Series at Delta that went on. On Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday And now Saturday will be the finale And what Stable Duel is going to be doing is They are going to be matching Half of the pool That was on Tuesday, half of the pool from Wednesday Half of the pool from Friday They're going to put that all into the Saturday pool Along with whatever the Saturday pool is So there's going to be a ton of money Up for grabs at Stable Duel On Saturday at Delta Downs Uh, It's just a big, big Saturday over there
1: It is indeed one thing to note if you're handicapping the card. If you saw this on Friday, you know it. It poured in Vinton, Louisiana. I believe it drove Don Stevens to such great lengths that he started singing in the booth. I don't know if he was trying to do a Gene (laughs) Kelly singing in the rain bit, but handicapped for at least some element of a wet track, most likely. Check the weather forecast, obviously, but chances are that track will have some moisture in it. By the time the Delta Mile rolls around, even as race eight on the program.
0: Okay, so uh, very good to note as we get to race number eight. And I mean, you just got to mention too, Coral Broberg, who has been the leading trainer in uh, North America for five, six, seven years. You know, he's perennially been that for since like 2013, 14, or so. He has had just an unbelievable. Start to this meeting over the first three or four Days it is absurd So you you have to really start In this race at least from a talking point With hunk of burning love Who man this guy got Really really good this year Andrew uh, and you know up until his, his last start at Remington the only Really poor race he had um, On the page was a race that was going On the grass at Lone Star Everything else was good I mean Really good from May Through September But you know he tailed off a little bit Now he's coming back he's a little fresh we haven't seen him in Two months this is When you just look at the the morning Line in here you know a 3 to 1 Lukewarm morning favorite in Pioneer Spirit And Pioneer Spirit has been defeated by Hunk of Burning Love the last couple times they raced It'll probably be those two Who take the bulk of the wagering I'd imagine uh, Mosito Rojo from the outside Who just loves to win races And who has more of an advantage At Delta than the other two Being a seven time winner over this racetrack It's probably those three taking a lot of the money And as far as like the top tier Of contenders to start with
1: Yup, the thing to note here Is if you subscribe to the notion That Pace makes the race A lot of the likely favorites Are going to be in big trouble Number three Stevens' answer Wants to go to the lead. He's four for five at Delta. Has the talent to win, but needs the lead. Honka Burnin' Love has won six times this year. Some in dominating fashion. Has won over a wet track. Needs the lead in order to run well. Pioneer Spirit has tailed off a little bit. But has also been running against really good horses. You see Mr. Money. You see Tom's D'Etat. You see Night Ops, who's a pretty darn good horse. You see Bankett a couple of times, Warrior's Charge. He needs the lead. I think this has the recipe for a pace meltdown. You mentioned Mosido Rojo. I'm going to use Mosido Rojo. But he is not my top selection. My top selection is a horse that will actually be a bit of a bargain as far as stable duel goes, and that's number 7, Jack the Umpire. Yeah. Jack the Umpire is the ultimate horse for course at Delta Downs, which is, of course, a bullring. Some horses move way, way, way up on bullrings. This guy is one of them. He is three for three at Delta Downs, two stakes wins, He broke, he won an allowance race, actually, by eight and a quarter in the slop here at Delta, won the Jean Lafitte last year by three lengths while being in hand late, probably could have won by more than that, and then he won by nearly six earlier this year in the big drama. I think this is exactly what Jack the umpire wants to do. He tried a pretty tough turf spot, actually, last time out in the Murphy at Pimlico on Preakness Day. He was beaten just three lengths by some decent horses. Now, he's a three-year-old against older, so maybe the maturity isn't quite there. Whatever. I think that's baked into the price, and I think Jack the umpire gets exactly the setup he wants in this race over the track he wants to run on. If it's wet, that's not going to be a problem. He's two for two over a wet track. I think there is a ton to like with Jack the umpire. He's my top pick. I picked Mosito Rojo second lot to like with that one as well. 7 for 10 at Delta, has won over a wet track, wants to run late, will get that kind of setup. And while he does break from post-position 10, it should be noted that the mile at Delta has a pretty long run into the first turn, so he might be a little bit wide, but he's not going to be 6 or 7 wide going right into the first turn. Yep. So he should have some time to work out his own trip. I'm 7, 10, 9 in here. Pioneer Spirit, I think, has a shot dropping down in class. But that drop in class isn't as big as it would appear on paper because Gino, for a 100000 dollars stakes race, this came up really it salty.
0: It did. This is a tough spot. And um I'm I'm very similar with you. I'm I'm the I have three that I'll be using all over the place. I'm I'm a little more forgiving, I think, to Hunk of Burning Love. Cause when I watched his race last time out, scoring six furlongs, everybody. And it might, this might happen in this race, sort of like you said, but everybody lined up on the lead. And then he tried to take back a little bit and he just got outrun down inside. He couldn't re rally. And that wasn't a bad field either. Seven Nation Army, Mr. Moneybags, Chief Cicatriz, that's not a bad group. And I think he's just a little bit better going a little longer because look at the half they went 44 in one. That was way faster than he'd been going recently. He just got outrun a, a little bit there, to be completely honest. Yeah. I think he might be okay sitting, sitting a bit. So I'm using the four, I'm using the the I've got Mosito Rojo as my top selection, the 10. I've got Hunk of Burning Love as my second selection. I've got the 7 Jack the Empire for many of the reasons that you said as the third horse I'll be using in all the exotics. He should get a great trip. Yeah. He's not quite as fast as a couple of the others in here. So I could see him end up sitting third. You know and, and maybe getting a jump on Macedo Rojo here so I'm a little Against pioneer spirit I think He might just be sort of maybe the Freshening helps him out a little because he seems like he's Training a little better and he just he worked really nicely Here at uh, at Delta but he Had some good races earlier in the year we Talked about the barn who has been struggling a little bit and They are not having the best start at Churchill they go Hot and cold he might be Over the top and he was beaten on the square by hunk of burning love a couple different Times so I'm yeah I'm I'm okay With playing against him I'm more I- Inclined to use uh, 10 Masita Rojo everywhere for hunk Of burning love and the seven uh, as you like Jack the umpire so pretty similar For us here uh, in the delta mile
1: Yeah the one thing to note with pioneer Spirit and this would be Why I would at least use him defensively For one he's four for nine Over a wet track with three thirds so any Moisture in the point. track isn't going to hurt him he had a work November 18th at Delta. Most half-mile works at Delta are not quick. There's a short stretch at Delta down, so they don't really have a lot of time to accelerate towards the wire or accelerate around the back stretch. You don't see a lot of half-miles going much faster than 50 seconds. He went 48-2. and two. Anywhere else that doesn't turn heads at Delta, it does. I think this is a case where he may very well have found that he likes Delta Downs a lot. He's never run over the surface before, so we don't know for sure, but if that work is any indication and he runs back to that, I think he'll be tough. The question is, A, can he make the lead? B, if he doesn't, can he rate? At 3-1, to that's a little short for my liking, whereas Jack the umpire is double the price, and we know he likes Delta Downs. We know he likes an off-track. The blinkers come on. And he should get the race shape. So for a value standpoint, both paramutually and unstable duel, I think Jack the Umpire is a very appealing option.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. So, you know, when and what we're looking at this field from a stable duel standpoint, like I th- I think um and, and from a um yeah, so I, I'm I'm fine with taking a shot stable duel wise against Pioneer Spirit in, in that. I would prefer any of the other three I mentioned, Jack the Umpire, who at six thousand would be fi- uh, six, at six to one would be five thousand for you. Uh, Mosito Rojo, who at nine to two would be what sixty five hundred, and then at uh, at uh, at four to one, Hunk of Burning Love would cost you seven thousand. So those would be some of the horses that I would be looking to to use in your stable duel in this stakes race. And because um, key- one of the keys to Andrew is you know a-, a key, just one of the general things I look for in stable duel. Sniffing out the morning lines that I think Are a little bit off you know if you've if if there's A horse because that's what you're paying for Remember you're paying for their morning line If there's a horse that's eight or ten to one That you think they're going to even if you don't Love the horse honestly if you think they're Going to go off at half of their morning line Price it just makes sense to use Them because you're getting value Based on the fact you're getting a four to one Shot instead of the eight to one shot you paid For
1: exactly and we'll talk A little bit in the Delmar segment About a couple of horses that I think Will go off far shorter than their morning Lines that's part of the fun of stable Dole is picking something that maybe The person setting the morning line Either didn't see didn't account For sees differently than you do It's an added layer of strategy For sure
0: okay we're gonna head over to Del Mar a couple of stakes races That we'll be talking about over at Del Mar so uh, stay tuned folks we'll be back In just a minute with more stakes Action Big thanks to AC for helping us out there with the uh, the Delta Downs feature for Saturday. Let's go back in time a little bit to race number one at Delta Downs. So a couple of horses who I'm looking at in the opener. What I like with the 6 Spendaholic is he got the recency of a, a recent race here You obviously got the 7 with the Young Hendrick With the Broberg Thornton Connection That has been winning tons of races And they're drawn really well with the speed there The 4 reach the circle Would be another that I look at Using in some of the exotics What I like about him is that he's shown That he can sit off the pace a little bit If he has to, so is Spendaholic So I will lean Spendaholic six seven four. As uh, my horses to use in race number one at Delta Downs on Saturday Second race at Delta, let's go to the two Now you rules, put a line right through the turf race Last time out in a race that sent this guy to the bench for a few months It's the two back maiden breaking score that was really good But the, the two races prior to that were not bad at all and this is a horse who's actually run at Delta and has run pretty well, right? You can look back at some of the races at Delta and you can see one of them was on a wet fast track. I think you can put a, a line through that race. And that was a race that sent him to the bench for a few months. He's got a good six and a half furlong race on the bottom of the page. He's going to be a little closer going a, a mile in here and that's fine by me. Now you rules in race number two we'll be using all over the place and it will be throwing in uh, into my stable dual lineup in the third race, made in special weights Five furlongs in here I like the six, Sarah's Vision Who actually faced Open Company last time out Now back in with Louisiana Reds And has gone a little longer At five and a half last time out So should have a little bit of a fitness edge Now comes into the Alan Landry barn too A really, really nice barn Solid overall And speaking of Alan Landry Blinkers on the seven bunky song right next door Would be another horse that I uh, I look at and, and think about including in some of the exotics for me, six seven in race number three at Delta Downs on Saturday. Moving along to race number four, the three Madeline's Wild Max is an ultra consistent horse in here at nine to two. She he always shows up. He has been proven at Delta Downs repeatedly, he's been proven at this trip. I'm a little slightly concerned about the five furlongs because I, I think he'd be a little better at five and a half, six, where he can relax a little more. He's not a speed demon, but it does seem like there is enough pace in here to set it up for him. So hopefully he settles, he makes his run, he should be mowing him down late. Madeline's wild max, nine to two on the morning line. So a nice horse to include for, uh, for a stable duel there. Not gonna cost you a whole ton. Not gonna break your bank there um, with Madeline's Wild Max. We move along to race number five. A Couple horses that I'm looking at, maybe to throw in your lineups, maybe to include. We got a big bomb for you here. Blinkers on, so definitely a, a horse would be nice to include at Stable Duel because at fifteen to one, you are not spending anything off of your um, off of your salary cap. I, I mean, it's absolutely like a free. A freebie when you're when you're only spending fifteen at fifteen to one shot and only spending five hundred bucks uh, on stable dual. So I'm using the nine flashlight security. The blinkers on in here. His last two starts at Evangeline were not bad at all. He's got a little bit of speed. He's actually shown that he can sit off and pass some horses too if he has to. Now he's cutting back from two races at a mile to six and a half furlongs at a big price. Enough pace to get involved. And cutting back to six and a half I'm going to be using the five reinsurer On the drop in class He does look like the one to beat Nine and five for me in all exotics I'll throw the nine in on some of my stable dual lineups There for uh, only 500 bucks At that big big price Moving along to race number six 5,000 non-winners of four I like Ross Lair Harbor Who has been on the grass going a little longer um, Actually just the last time out Going a mile and three eighths and you could tell that I think it was just too far for him He had a slow start He was last But then he moved in between nicely He moved up the inside He was in the two path In between horses He got put in a tight spot He He tired but he made a nice middle move up into contention Now he's going a mile and a sixteenth He comes back to the main track He actually has a couple races on the main And a couple races at Delta that aren't that bad That's why I would lean towards the four Versus Gobbler who actually outfinished him Last time out I think the going, the cutting back and returning to the dirt Will help Ross Lair Harbor A little bit more The number four, Ross Lair Harbor Look at the February 27th race at Delta Going seven furlongs, seven and a half furlongs That race wasn't bad He's way out of it early because Seven and a half furlongs I, I think on the main He would get outrun At a mile and a sixteenth He should be able to keep up with this group The number four, Ross Lair Harbor I'll be using everywhere And at six to one And stable duel will only cost me Five thousand The nine is a horse who I think should be able to press Wrath and that's why it could set up Nicely for Ross Lair Harbor With the speed of Wrath inside The speed of Bold Friends towards the outside Race number seven. Looking at a uh, Charzy baby coming off of a back-to-back victories. If Charzy Va- if this mare was drawn towards the outside, I would absolutely love her. The inside draw concerns me, but I think she has enough speed to break well and then settle. And that's what I'm hoping with Charzy baby from the inside. Cool Spring also looks like. She should be able to sit really, really nicely from out there. I think she's going to get bet down a little bit in this spot. Sharzi um, Baby, Diva's Ransom is a, another longer price. Who uh, coming in from Mountaineer, I wouldn't talk you off. High class production would be uh, the other that I use in here. So I'd have one, four, seven, and nine in some of the exotics. I mean, a, a 20 to one shot in stable duel like the nine Diva's Ransom would only cost you 250 The one horse at six to one would only be $5,000. Uh, the four at nine to two. Uh, would be sixty five hundred, but this would not be a race that I, I think would break the bank for us with a lot of the horses that we look to. Now, cool spring at twelve to one would only cost you seven fifty in here. Many options that I, I don't think you have to spend up a whole ton in stable duel. If you're playing pick fours, pick fives, those are the horses who uh who I'm using exotically with the a, a slight lean towards the one, just hoping that she can sit the kind of trip I think. The Delta Mile, I like uh The 4, 7, and 10 We talked about this one uh, a little earlier With Andrew 4, 7, and 10 as the 3 for me In the Delta Mile And then to close things out Race number 9 at Delta Downs Couple that I'm looking at The 4 Laughing Latinos Is a live first time starter Who just showed that He has an affinity for Delta Downs With that bullet work of fastest of 68 On November the 20th The 5 horse sailing Jet Who just has some decent races in a field that does not have many. I think the six Geminator is a big price. The race that I really like is the October fifteenth one at Louisiana, going seven furlongs. This is six and a half in here. Last couple races, you can toss the uh, the grass race. You can toss the the mile going uh, mile seventy. And so I that I think that's why the return to a a sprint, six and a half, a little shorter here, will help Geminator quite a bit. And then the number 10, liking It Is an obvious favorite in here, the obvious one They'll have to beat, those will be the 4 I'll use in exotics, but uh, the 4 Is a little interesting, first time Starter, the six Geminator, the 5 Sailing Jet, and the 10 liking It, there is Saturday Delta Downs for you And uh, we're going to move on Over to Del Mar Saturday In just a moment, but before We do, we have to talk about Sarah Candles, website Saracandles.com, C E R A candles.com, promo code G I N O will get you 10% off your purchase. And a lot of the times, when you throw that promo code Gino in on there, they'll even bump your candle up or they'll throw a little something extra in there because they know it's coming from the listeners. That's what G said. I know these people very, very well. I've known them my whole life. This is a local small business that, love can- that loves candles. They wanted to create the perfect candle. And they were able to Using the all natural soy wax It is healthier and better for you And it is longer burning These are no toxins No carcinogens, no pollutants These are handmade, affordable pricing 20 plus different options Seasonal scents Scents for every mood, for every time Three different sizes A great holiday gift With the holiday season coming up They give you instructions on how to keep your candle clean And how to ensure the perfect burn SarahCandles.com Promo code G-I-N-O Gets you 10% off the purchase Now we're going to head to Del Mar Andrew joins me to talk about the three stakes at Del Mar Following that conversation I will go through my thoughts on the full car Del Mar for Saturday So stakes race time A little in-depth conversation with Andrew Three bagger of stakes races uh, to talk about at Del Mar And uh, I gotta say you know, give Southern California a lot of crap recently Because the they have been deserving of a lot of crap Over the last couple of years With the way they've handled things With the short fields With not a great racing product But this weekend was really, really good at Del Mar There are some big fields There are some quality horses that are shipping in And we're going to talk about the three stakes races at Del Mar for Saturday a couple graded stakes races On the menu we've got the Jimmy Durante In race 5 the grade 3 Jimmy Durante In race 7 we've got the grade 2 Biscuit in race 9 we've got the Grade 1 Hollywood Derby Andrew Champagne let's jump right into Race number 5 with the Jimmy Durante so we've got the 2 year old Phillies here going long On the turf course And just from a uh uh, a wagering standpoint you know you look At the Chad Brown shipper uh, Fluffy Socks You know she's gonna take a ton of money As she ships in and most recently Racing at Belmont Park anytime a brown Horse comes in they're gonna take money You got Invincible Gal for Graham Motion Who's shipping in she was in the Breeders Cup Juvenile Turf I'd imagine she's gonna Take some money Pizzazz is a local uh, Jav- Javanika, who comes in for Owen Hardy Probably in that next tier also so you know you get past fluffy socks Even if you like her she's not going to be I mean I don't think she's going to be like an even money favorite Or anything in a big field like this So you you don't like her Anywhere else you go You'll get rewarded pretty nicely
1: If anyone else trains fluffy socks What kind of price is she
0: Seven to two four to one Like you know she's one of the four to one shots in probably, Instead of everybody else being Six to one they're probably all four to one Right
1: Yeah, I think Fluffy Socks is too slow I think she's an underlay in this spot at her likely price The more I'm looking at this race The more I find myself asking the question Okay, where's the speed? There's nothing in the first half of the field to suggest Any of the first six horses will want to aggressively go early Then you get to number seven, Pizzazz. Pizzazz debuted here at Del Mar going five furlongs Ran a good second rallying from eighth They stretch her out in the surfer girl, and she runs third, stalking a pretty hot pace. She finally gets the race shape that she wants earlier this month in a maiden special weight. She gets to the lead. They didn't walk, but it also wasn't overly pressured, and she winds up winning, going away by two and a quarter lengths. Now, what hurts her a little bit is the fact that Ivy League came back earlier today and did not run particularly well as the favorite in a maiden special way to Del Mar. Having said that, Mike Smith sees fit to ride back for Richard Mandela, who has had an excellent meeting, and I think Pizazz could very well lead this field gate to wire. The wild card is what happens if number 12 magical thought breaks like a bat out of hell, which she very well might. Having said that, I don't think Magical Thought wants any part of two turns, and the post position there is a killer. Pizzazz is my key horse from a wagering perspective. I'm against Fluffy Socks, and I've got a couple of other mid-range prices that I like underneath. Number and two, and so like I'm on Sable Dual, P-
0: Pizzazz is six to one, right? So S- Sable Dual, that would be uh, only five thousand, which is basically your average. You yeah, know, you're, exactly. you're, you're, you need a five around. You're shooting for around five thousand every race or so. You're gonna pay up some, and then you're gonna go less. But that's that's the average if you're going ten. Your ten spots for your fifty thousand dollars salary cap all the way. So I completely agree with you on a lot of your pizzazz stuff. I have pizzazz picked second she will be in all of my exotics she's either on the lead or if somebody ends up stretching out and sending maybe one of the horses that had, you know had sprinted early on or somebody gets aggressive she's fine with just sitting right behind them she ran really well in uh, in stakes against stakes company in her second start and she put it all together nice confidence building when now she steps up I, I just hope we get that sort of a trip Mikey sometimes we'll get a little I saw one of the trips today that you had mentioned oh, Where he God. was oh, a little no. uh, oh, why you, know, you have to bring Ms. that up? Night, where, where he went a little too, got a little too far back um, Early on so as long as, as She's aggressively handled And put in a nice spot I think she's either going to be on the lead Or sitting really really close to it I can't play any sort of pick five Or any sort of multi exotics Without her on my ticket One horse who I like um, I'll, I'll use the five probably in most spots Too I think the five is going to be really close Also um, I, I think you know coming Out of that seven for a long race at Woodbine It's pretty easy to say you know This horse ran well on the synthetic and Now comes back to the grass where her only Win was going long on the grass and at any Time brat over here Where you have to imagine he basically probably Had his pick of Know 10 horses in this field that he could have that he could choose from. He jumps aboard. You have to think he feels like this horse is really live and is going to run well. I think he gives her a nice ride. The horse who I'm gonna maybe throw in on some spots uh, is is Quatrell. She was a little low on, like, numbers and figures in her maiden win, but I I just love the way she did it. And she's so lightly raced. That was just her second start. Does she need to improve? Sure. But can she? Absolutely. She can take another step forward in here. And it's the kind of race where we're not scared of the favorite. We're looking at, like, that next tier of horses. If she improves, she's right there with them. Quatrell was a little slow away. She saved ground on the inside. She was, like, eighth, maybe Five or six lengths off the pace And then she moved outside And she she kind of moved up into contention Without being asked And she made a big four wide sweeping move It was visually very impressive Tyler Bays after heading to You know the Middle part of the country for a while and bouncing Around there, Churchill, Ellis, different Places, uh, Oaklawn, now he's Back here in Southern California with Jack Carava taking his book and he's actually rode uh, He's been doing a really nice job And he's been getting on some live horses So uh, give me the nine here in a lot of spots I'll be using Pizzazz, I'll be using Javanica and then bottom of Exotics Fluffy Socks for me but again not on the win end. I'm fine in your pick fours, pick fives. However, you're playing this race multis with trying to to beat Fluffy Socks, especially in a stable dual situation where I like three other horses that would be way way cheaper in your in your sal- on your salary cap and would give you a ton of, you know, opportunity later to key in on horses that are that are more expensive that you want to spend up on. So, I think we're both uh, again in this race sort of against the favorite.
1: Yeah, we are. And you actually used your two of the other three horses that I wanted to talk about. Quatrell, I actually picked third in this race. When Jeff Mullins gets a turf horse going well, they tend to stay on the right track. That's a big specialty of his. And he does that very, very well. At that price, she's a must use. You mentioned Javanica or Javanica. Uh, The winner of the race last time out at Woodbine, Super Sensational, is very, very, very good That's one of the better two-year-old fillies in Canada My co-host J.D. Fox can tell you all about Woodbine and the scene up there And Super Sensational is a very fast horse So running second to that one, there's no shame in that The other one that I want to throw in is number 2 Plum Sexy from the Doug O'Neill Barn Doug O'Neill's horses tend to sometimes need a race or two to get going when they're on the grass. This one rallied from six and a half lengths back, going five and a half furlongs at Santa Anita to win by three and a half. A very impressive move that day. Hernandez sees fit to ride. Does she want to go two turns? She's by Munnings, but she's out of a seeking the gold mare. That's a stamina influence on the bottom. So it would not surprise me at all if Plum Sexy takes to this two-turn mile route of ground. Six to one on the morning line. Nice price to throw into the exotics. But Pizzazz is my key horse. I think she's got everything it takes to lead him from gate to wire. Just hope Mike Smith has his aggressive pants on for this one. And by the way, you mentioned the pick five. The late pick five includes three graded stakes races. There are big fields. And if you're right, you're going to get paid
0: Let's move along to the uh, Next stakes race on the card That's going to be race number 7 Which is the Biscuit Handicap And we've got a field uh, Going a mile in the 16th This is a grade 2 here And just from a Who's the headliner perspective I think Flavius is Is a really nice horse And on his best He's the best horse in this race The issue with Flavius is that he did not get a great post in here He got post 12 He'll probably be able to settle But this horse who's had some bad luck Who's who's had some trouble And I could smell a trip like that here again I mean, if he gets a smooth trip He's going to win this race And I, I just from what, what they've done He's done much more than, than most in this field And he's been competing with really nice horses But, I don't know I mean, I I, I like... A couple others a little bit more than him. Um, I think one bad boy, maybe a little bit interesting. you know, third start off that very, very long layoff. He's got some speed. He can sit off a little bit too. as from a long shot perspective, maybe the two Camino del Parezo I think it is just honest. I don't know how good he is if he can win. But he's kept company with graded stakes types. And I don't know after Flavius if I'm really if this is a, a really, really deep graded stakes field. Um, Where do you go in the seventh, Andrew?
1: Well, we agree in that we both think Flavius is vulnerable. We've done enough segments to where you know that I will toss horses who have running lines that are like this. Blocked upper, five path, check tight wire, four wide, awkward start. That's Flavius' last five starts. Maybe he's just more talented than everyone else in this field. Horses like that. From either far inside or far outside posts, not at five to two on the morning line. I think that's an underlay, and I will gladly take shots against. My top selection is the other Chad Brown runner in here, number three, Spirit Animal. Spirit Animal came off of a very long layoff earlier this year at Belmont and was entered for a $50,000 claiming tag. Won impressively at eight to five, was claimed. The claim was voided, came back in an optional claimer, had a hard luck second in what turned out to be a pretty classy little race two back, then goes back to Belmont, wins by almost three lengths. The third place finisher three technique is a very, very nice horse, one with a 94 buyer speed figure, goes to two turns. I don't think that's going to hurt him here. Eight to one on the morning line Seems way too high for this barn Which does not ship in For the frequent flyer miles I think Spirit Animal has a big shot And the other big price that I think Has a big shot is the horse that Won this race last year That's number nine, Next Shares Next Shares needs a Very particular set of Circumstances in order to be Competitive, he is a deep Closer and gets a Race with several horses That need to be on or near the lead I would really like number 7 Blitzkrieg Or number 10 One Bad Boy If the other didn't show up Having said that They both show up They're both going to need the lead They're both going to go I think very very quickly And there are some other horses in here That may press the pace You take a look at a horse like number 8 Another twist of fate He's not going to be far off of it And I wouldn't be shocked if he's actually up very close to those two early on simply to get him more involved. The faster they go early, the better next year's chances figure to be. You know he likes this turf course. Again, won this race last year over a field that was probably similar in quality. He's been tackling horses like United, War of Will, Raging Bull, Without Parole, River Boyne, Zulu Alpha when that one was going really, really well. 12 to 1 is a really nice price on that one, I think 3 and 9 will be my two key horses I think this race sets up for a bigger price
0: Yeah, I've got t- I, This is a race I don't have as strong of opinion Because of the Flavius point It's like, just like you said He gets himself into trouble And now he's to the outside It just smells like him getting in trouble again But I, But honestly, if he was in the middle of the field And closer towards the inside I, th- I would probably like him a lot more So as long as he works out a trip I can't just dismiss him because he does feel like He's better than most of these um, I- I'm hoping One bad boy sits off Blitzkrieg With Pratt so I'm-, I'm hoping that's the trip And maybe one bad boy can kind of fall into it But the uh, the three spirit animal I had in like the third and the fourth spot And I might throw Camino Del Paraiso in there too So yeah in a race where I don't love um, The favorite It'll it, I don't and I don't like dislike him as much. Um, I'll use him and then a couple other prices along the way, uh, and hopefully we can uh, spice something up here as we move to the final stakes race on the Del Mar card. And it, it's cool. I love when they do this when they have it as the closeout race too. It just um, it's something that I Los Alamitos does a lot, and some tracks do where they have a a big stakes as your final race on the card. And so we get that on Saturday with the Grade One Hollywood Derby going as race number nine, and. Uh, This is another really fun race Andrew from a handicapping standpoint And I have to do it Andrew This is a horse who I've liked for a while I'm going to go right back and I'm going to use him again I gave this horse out As a horse that I played in my pick four On April the 11th On an episode of Champagne and J No it was May the 2nd on an episode of Champagne and JD That we did Previewing the Arkansas Derby Tyshawn who I've always liked he he's so capable of a big big race here and there he's just a little bit inconsistent and that's what ends up getting built into his price now he's probably going to be in the 8 to 12 to 1 range or so he in his last start he was coming off a, a couple month break he actually had a good start he broke right on top and then he settled third just behind and he was a little bit flat late i think he's just going to be a little better that race under his belt And he's got that style where he's going to put himself into into a good spot He's going to be sitting Valdivia, who is not at a great start to the meet Is one of the better and more underrated turf riders out there This is a situation that I love Jose Valdivia Jr. He's got a horse who's got a little bit of speed He can try to harness it and sit just behind So I'm using him in uh, in a lot of spots And then I think the Chad Brown horses in here To me, um, they do feel uh, I love Gufo just as a horse in general I don't love his post But with his running style as a stone cold closer I think he might just be able to take back And make one late run He only beat didn't beat domestic spending uh, Because domestic spending Got a perfect trip back in August I actually think Gufo is a little bit better I'll use domestic spending along with them I think those are the three for me I've got 4, 13, and 8
1: yeah, I think the New York contingent has this field over a barrel. Mm-hmm. Domestic spending, in hindsight, never should have been seven to one in the nope. Saratoga Derby back in August. Got away at seven to one. And somebody wrote a recap. It might have been one of the Clancy's or Tom Law, where the first quote from Chad Brown was Chad Brown at seven to one in a stakes race on turf at Saratoga. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and looking back on it, there's no reason that horse should have been seven to one. Domestic spending is five to one on the morning line. I think he'll get bet down a little bit. And if he does, that makes him a bargain and stable dual. So that's something to, to keep an eye on. He's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. Decorated invader hasn't stepped forward quite like, I think a lot of people thought he would. He is still a very nice horse. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned that this might be a little too far for him. Yeah. I'm, I'm I, sort of
0: against him in here. I,
1: I'm concerned that he didn't get up to win the Hill Prince. I don't care what kind of pace was set. He was two to five in a seven horse field. He was supposed to win that day and just didn't. Maybe he bounced a little bit in the Saratoga Derby off of a couple of decent races in grade two events, but. Still, I think earlier this year was the time for Decorated Invader. If I'm wrong, and he winds up being a very good four-year-old, I think that's great for racing. Really cool pedigree by declaration of war out of an arch mare. So that's stamina all around. Gufau is a very talented racehorse that's done nothing wrong. Five wins and seven starts with a second and a third. Boy, that 13 hole, though, that's not going to make things easy. Flavian Pratt, one of the top turf riders, not just in California, but in the United States, signs on for this one. I think he's got a big shot as well. For me, it's eight with 10 and 13. If I was going to use any of the California-based horses, I might throw in a flyer on number 7 Strong Constitution at 20 to 1. Certainly needs to step forward, but is another that just seems to run the same kind of race every time out was up close to a very strong pace last time out in the let it ride. This is a stronger group, but he's shown he has a fair amount of early speed and maybe Abel Cedillo gets him in a really nice spot either on the lead or just off of it. 20-1 to and may very well be a horse you want to throw in In your second, third, or fourth spots If you're playing vertical exotics But for me, domestic spending Hits me as the horse to beat I wouldn't be surprised if he goes off favored In the Hollywood Derby
0: Andrew Champagne helping me out Pulling triple duty today With some stakes races From Delta, Churchill, and Del Mar Andrew, let all the folks know uh, Out there, where can we follow you along On social media, and what do you have coming up?
1: Sure. Twitter is at at Andrew Champagne. I'll be doing a lot of fun stuff there. I've been doing daily things for racing picks, which I'm really excited about. Happy to be contributing for them on a daily basis. Usually I'll do a pick four sequence. I might do spot plays. I try to mix it up. With different tracks from around the country, just to give everybody some exposure, because there are a lot of tracks that are doing some great work in some really challenging circumstances. Website is andrewchampagne.com. If you want to follow me on Stable, I am 128 winners, one, two, eight space winners. And I'm a pretty active player over there. It's a fun way to get involved. It's a fun compliment to standard wagering. Really excited that I was able to do so well a couple of days ago. And hopefully we can get the momentum, keep staying rather in that direction.
0: The uh, contest on Saturday at at Stable Duel for Del Mar is a ten thousand dollar invitational. Oh. It's a hundred dollar entry. There is going to be big, big money up for grabs because let's be honest, what what a contest like this does too, Andrew, is um you know, the $100 entry contest on Stable Duel don't get as many players. That's a lot of money for a lot of people to just that, that may be more interested in playing in a lot of the fives and $10 and $20. And there is a smaller contest. There is another one for the smaller players. I think it's just a $5 entry also on Saturday. But the big one, if you want to play for the big pool and the big prize, $10,000 in prizes And a $100 entry so uh, We will be involved there Andrew Thank you so much buddy I appreciate you helping me out Last minute I wanted to do sort of a uh, Another like a just a bonus Little Thanksgiving show for everybody To get all, all the Saturday racing in And uh, appreciate you helping out with all Three different tracks man good luck this weekend
1: Thank you very much One quick thing before I sign off I'm not paid by stable Duel. I'm not an influencer It's not anything that I get paid to do But I wanted to give them a shout out Because crisis communications is hard There's not a lot of people that are good at that They had some issues earlier this week with their app When they rolled something out A lot of people around horse racing, by the way Had a lot of issues earlier in the week Tampa Bay Downs was hand-timing races Delta had issues with their graphics Fairgrounds had issues with their uh, sound on a couple of feeds So just a lot of whole voodoo type things going on And StableDuel wound up doing right by their customers They canceled contests, they refunded entries And as a customer, all I want is somebody that respects the investment I've made in their product And provides transparency They did that in a situation that could not have been easy for anybody So shout out to them for doing the right thing if you're out there and you're a marketing person Take note, that's how you do it
0: Absolutely, transparency is the key Just like you said, bad things There's going to be crappy situations anywhere you work No matter what, just let us know what's happening don't let us. We don't want to feel like we're getting robbed In any situation And they did exactly what you, what you should do Refund everybody, let them know, hey sorry We had an update, things just didn't work out But we had another contest later If you want to get involved And everybody's got their money back Apologies there So a very great job uh, on all ends And uh, I hope we do a great job this weekend with, Fingers uh, crossed With the stakes races Andrew buddy, you have a great one We'll talk soon
1: Thanks, you too buddy
0: Don't go anywhere folks Plenty more on That's What G Said Thanks to Andrew for helping us out With Del Mar Stakes Races Remember that huge Stable Duel $10,000 Invitational So Stable Duel What is Stable Duel? Daily Horse Racing Contest So if you're betting the races a lot you're going to like these contests You're not playing against a billion other people either Usually the entries are in the hundreds Andrew had mentioned in the big contest The free one the other day There were about 800 entries But in a paid contest like this for 100 bucks, There won't be that many You have a legitimate shot to win big money in here $10,000 in prizes So it pays out more than just the winner Stable duel Download the app You're going to be building a lineup And you have to pick 10 horses throughout the card and any races that you want, but you get points when horses finish first, second, third, fourth, or fifth. So the goal is to try to have the winner of as many races as possible. If there are 10 races, what I always do is I always pick one horse per race because I want to give myself the opportunity to get the max points possible. So the way it's set up is it's based on a salary cap where you have $50,000 to spend amongst 10 races, and all the horses are priced based on their morning line so with a horse and they're based on the odds that they are, that they are. So the more expensive they are, the more money they're going to take off of your salary cap. The middle type horses, a 5 to 1 shot cost you 6,000, a 6 to 1 shot cost you 5,000. So that's like the middle part right there. And if when you're thinking about a salary cap, you got to fill 10 spots with 50,000, so 5,000 is your average all the way down. That's sort of what you're looking at. If you have ever any questions about Stable Duel Please shoot me a message I'd love to help you out I've been playing it from day one It is so much fun it's all, it just If you've ever played Like daily fantasy type stuff It's very similar But these are daily contests For horse racing And um, just a, a really cool wrinkle And something a little bit different That we don't really have a whole ton of In horse racing Let's start with race number one Del Mar, Saturday Mile and three ace right off the bat I like the four Irish heat wave Look at his last two starts Okay, He's a Calbred This is is not the easiest spot in the world So he's going to have to step up off of his last couple But he's had trouble in both of those starts He had absolutely nowhere to go In either one of them He was actually favored last time out When he was close up He was saving ground, he got shuffled on the inside He was just loaded, things got tight And he had to wait Wait, 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 wait Never got an opportunity to really stretch the legs. The number four Irish heat wave will be using in uh, all of the exotics and definitely a stable hor- stable dual horse for me in the opener. Uh, Master of Hounds, second time North America, would be another that I give a look to. Um, and uh, Marquis Water, who I've I've been a fan of, and he had the long long layoff to deal with. Now is in a newborn. He got the race uh, the comeback race out of the way. Slight drop in class Marquis water should run a lot better in this one too That's the opener at Del Mar on Saturday As we move along to race number 2 A couple in here I'm going to look at This Maiden 32 claimer The 2, the Roan Ranger The the dam of this one was a 4 time winner 6 siblings to race And 5 multiple winners A little bit of a sneaky good pedigree For the Roan Ranger And he's shown a little ability in the mornings also I'll use him on some tickets The 3, the short uh, short rib is actually my top selection The dam won a maiden special weight race In her only start Over at Aqueduct The lone sibling of this one Was a stakes place Just one victory but a stakes place runner The three short rib We're using everywhere Love my Jimmy with the experience Comes in from Keeneland Actually debuted over at Belterra And didn't run poorly in either start Now adds the blinks Turns back in distance, slightly from 6 to 5 Furlongs, love my Jimmy Will be hard to leave out of Exotics I do like the number 8 Mo C. Cal in race number 3 Who's going to go with Mo C. Cal early? This mare looks like the one to catch She's going to go second start off the bench She's going back to the turf She came off of a long layoff She didn't run from November, of 9th of November 17th of 2019 To November 8th of 2020 Basically a full year She came back off that year long layoff And won nicely Sitting off the pace a little bit She beat a couple of good ones too In Warren Showtime and Just Graze Me And now she's in a race where She's probably the speed I think she's just gonna get sent, and they'll they will have to play come and catch me with Mo C Cal, the number eight. I'll be using in all of my exotics. I'll be making a win wager on Mo C Cal if we get anything over like five to two or so. The fourth race, moving along at Del Mar, made in special weights, the the seven Parnelli, no doubt the one to beat. Who is? Just defeated by a neck in in the last two All three starts he finished second He's got outside speed He's probably the quickest What concerns me though is That number two North Pole is going to be close up Stretching out from sprint races Helio Chrome is very quick Enough Nonsense is going to be close up Stretching out And then you got Editor-in-Chief A Bob Baffert first time starter Who's generally quick Although this one doesn't seem like he's shown a ton of speed In the mornings And Bafferts don't generally... He doesn't do this with a lot of horses Just go long immediately I think all about the money Is going to get a really good trip in here If 4 or 5 others all want to be Forwardly placed He's the only one that takes back, settles And comes running late Give me the number 5, all about the money We'll use along with Parnelli in all of the exotics Early pick 5's, all that kind of stuff 5-7 the Jimmy Durante spoke about this race with Andrew a little bit. Quatrell, I, I like. Pizzazz, I like. Javanica, I like. Those are the three for me. I would have fluffy socks uh, a little bit more of an under. So I'm nine, seven, five, eight in race number five. As we move along to race number six, 16 Montus. Honestly, I hate this race. Um, I've tried to. I spent way, way more time than I even than I wanted to, trying to get a feel for the race, and I just kept coming back to the inside three horses. I really couldn't get to anyone else, but maybe final rows, trying to send hard and steal the race. It just those aren't the the horses from the inside aren't horses I generally love to play in this type of a spot. Right, you've got Connection, who is continuing to drop down again from thirty. Uh, to now sixteen, there's a horse they paid two hundred sixty thousand for. You've got King Parker, who's one for seventeen, and just minor award after minor award. And you got Great Power, who debuted against maiden specials and just has to continue to fall down the class ladder now. So I don't love the profile of any of them. I just couldn't get to anybody else in this race to get really excited about. So for me, the the three inside horses and final rows. You know, if you're looking to play some sort of multi exotics in race number six. Uh, the seventh race spoke about that one with Andrew um probably the the race that I have like the least strong opinion about of maybe all the races this weekend that we looked at I had 10 12 2 three to uh to use in some of the multi exotics there with you know Flavius being no doubt the one to beat but with a horse who loves to get into trouble a lot of the time eh, can he get the clean trip from out there we go from a race where I don't really like anyone To a race where I really like Agamemnon Agamemnon Has raced four times He won his career debut And then in his second start he tried turf A race you can put a, a line right through In his third career start He came off of a, a little bit of a layoff He didn't race from June, of, June 20th To October the 9th So I think he needed that race a little bit And it was, it was okay He was behind a horse named uh, Handsome Cat He didn't have the quickest start And he sort of just ran around the track much different story in November though He sat really nicely From the outside He was like 4th, 5th, just 2 lengths off or so He was too deep He was in between horses He made a big 3 wide move He took the lead He opened up a length And I watched the race 3 or 4 times I still think he won It was as bad of a bob Losing a no- by a nose as you will see I mean it was I still think he won Going back and looking at that race Now you you cut back a little bit in here And let's look to the outside in this field So we know Curry's going to go Big speed Perfect Fanny Going to be forwardly placed in there Colt Fiction Going to be forwardly placed in there Abusive Gary Going to be forwardly placed in there I'll I'll use a little under I think Abusive Gary can sit Not a great name for a a horse there uh, though huh? And I, I love Agamemnon Anything over five to two, I'll make a win wager This would be the type of horse that I single in late exotics And really gives you the opportunity to, to spread out around I feel like he's going to get a perfect trip Settling down on the inside I'm hoping he's sitting exactly like he was last time out The exact type of trip that he had When he won and broke his maiden in his debut Sitting three, four lengths off at the most Maybe fourth in here Agamemnon To close it out, it's the Hollywood Derby. This is the race that we talked about, uh, another one that we talked about with Andrew. I mentioned Tyshawn, Domestic Spending, and Gufo as my three that I will be using in all of the exotics. Don't forget about that big, big day, folks. Uh, Saturday, Stable Duel. You got contest at Delmar and at Delta for big money. If you have any questions about those, please let me know. Would love to help you out. Before we get into just uh, some quick thoughts on our best bets for NFL Sunday, gotta let you know about Thrive Fantasy, the daily fantasy sports app that is built around prop betting. And when you use the promo code GINO, so let's say you've never played Thrive Fantasy, right? You're just hearing about it right now. If you go right now, download the app, use the promo code GINO, and then make a deposit. So if you make a deposit of twenty, they'll give you an instant twenty dollar credit right back into your account. You turn your twenty into forty. If you make a deposit of fifty. Instant 50 right back in your account So anything from 20 to 50 You get an instant bonus right in there It'll double up whatever you put in 20, 20, 30, 40, 50 Up to 50, might as well 50 right If it's going to max you at 50 Max you at 50, get that extra 50 Now you can play in one of the contests They have NFL, NBA, Baseball Golf, League of Legends contest Big contest, head to heads Free rolls, anything from a dollar To a thousand, NFL Thursday, Sunday, Monday contest But the big ones they have are on NFL Sundays Mainly their major Contests are something like this It's a $25 entry with $12,500 in prizes They have a, usually Capped at around 500 entries or so So you're again, you're not playing against Millions of other people You're playing against 500 You have a legitimate opportunity to win the first place Prize of $2,750 And it pays out to the top 130 too, So you're not just winning money If you're the lone winner here If you have a good lineup And it it doesn't win but you're a top 5 Top 10 you're going to be getting really nicely paid You'll be picking 10 Out of the 20 prop options And that's how you build your lineup You're going to go over or under on that prop Over or under on that prop over, And you pick whichever props you want That's your lineup And that's how you play Thrive Fantasy. If you are someone who bets games Who bets props Who plays fantasy football Or any fantasy sports You will absolutely love this Because you're going to be able to find Some line differences From the places that you wager on Versus this app And you will really really like getting involved Thrive Fantasy Don't forget about that promo code GINO Because it gets you that nice bonus And it puts a few bucks back in my pocket Helps me out with the sponsors there NFL Week 12 So if you're uh, looking for Full analysis for all of the Week 12 games On the previous episode of That's What G Said I went over all the games Uh, We even talked about the Thursday games with Darren And we talked about the uh, the Sunday games myself uh, following that So thoughts on all of NFL Week 12, I'm going to give you My plays now, keep in mind that That Baltimore-Pittsburgh game has now been moved To Tuesday, which Okay, a little bit of a tangent here That sucks. I'm... It it bothers me, and I, I talked about this earlier in the year when it happened with Tennessee. Baltimore should have been... Should have had a forfeit. They should have. Because what ends up happening now, Baltimore screws Pittsburgh, because now Pittsburgh, instead of playing on Thursday... Or Sunday, Pittsburgh has to play on Tuesday And there's going to be a domino effect of all of the schedule now Other teams get their games moved all around That is not fair to them This happened to the Buffalo Bills earlier in the year And that wasn't cool Buffalo lost the two games following when their schedule got all screwed up Because Tennessee went out and was practicing on a field And they were not following protocol They should have lost that game And the same thing should have just happened to Baltimore it's not cool when everybody else is playing by the rules And the one or two teams that do Don't really get penalized They should have been forced to lose Because now every other team That's gets getting their schedule changed around Is all screwed up because of Baltimore So there's my tangent Baltimore-Pittsburgh is going to be on Tuesday I mean, I don't mind Hey, Tuesday football, that's cool, right? Just, it's not And if if, if it it's, it's hard because this is a virus, right? People are going to catch it. It's hard to, you're going to penalize them because they got it. Well, no, I'm not penalizing them because they got it. I'm penalizing them because they didn't follow protocols. Apparently, there was an issue with one of the coaches who spread it all around and with Tennessee. When they were out practicing, when they weren't supposed to, that was against protocol. So that's something that just frustrates me. Everybody else shouldn't be penalized when one or two teams screw up games we're looking at this week NFL week 12 if you can get the Colts at minus three anywhere against the Titans we're taking it love the Colts I just the Colts are much better than this Titans team who week in and week out sort of gets lucky they're very well coached the Titans but the Colts are very well coached also the Titans don't have the type of defense to put the pressure on Phillip Rivers and on the Colts this is a type of team that he can sit back and pick them apart and their defense, their secondary, is absolutely atrocious. The Colts, at minus three anywhere you take it, but do, don't take it at three and a you, you, you got to get the minus three. The Patriots was a game I, I liked a little earlier. I was able to get it at two and a half earlier in the week. This number is down in a lot of spots. I, was, I got it at two and a half, and I was hoping it would float up to three, and I don't know if it will. Um, I, I like them. I think they're going to win the game. Personally, and I may play a little money line on them I was waiting for three, but I think it's, it's Heading the other way, it's down to two, one and a half In some spots, as the Cardinals have favorite Over the Patriots, on the road Give me the Pats money line there Atlanta Falcons, home Plus three against the Raiders The Raiders coming off that tough loss to Kansas City On Sunday Night Football We all saw them, now they gotta go Travel across The country and play Atlanta An Atlanta team that can score The Raiders do not have a very good defense Are the Raiders going to score some points in this game? Sure, but if they're a little flat Off of the travel, early game Off of a tough emotional loss Against the division opponent Where you felt like you were going to win that game You played great all the way throughout Bad spot for the Raiders here Atlanta plus the three Versus the Raiders. 49ers, this move, this number has moved up to where we like it now. 49ers are plus seven and a half against the Rams. They're coming off their bye. They're getting healthier. They're going to have at least a couple of their big skill position players back this weekend. And the Rams are riding high off of their uh, recent good success. But the 49ers are the type of team that know them well. They've Always played well against Goff They can put a little bit of pressure on him I think this is going to be a much closer game I wouldn't be shocked if the 49ers win this game Obviously I'm rooting for the Rams as a Rams fan But I'm rooting for my money More than anything with the 49ers Plus the 7.5 in here I think this is a close game that the Rams win Tampa plus 3.5 against the Chiefs Is my final play of the week This is just the age old Tampa looked bad But remember they didn't look that bad Tampa had the opportunity to win the game They were driving They were on the four, their own like 40 yard line When they threw a, an interception All they would have needed was a field goal To tie that game against the Rams And the Rams are a solid, solid team So Tampa generally doesn't play Bad games back to back to back Their defense is going to be able to Slow down Kansas City a little bit And offensively They're going to be able to score on Kansas City's Mediocre defense I think this is a good matchup and a very good spot For Tampa coming off of their loss And maybe Kansas City riding high Off of their win They're I don't want to say overlooking Tom Brady And the Tampa Bay Bucks, But maybe they don't come into this game With uh, as much vim and vigor uh, Because of uh, the, uh, The big divisional victory They just had Over the Raiders So Games I'm looking at, Colts minus the three, Pats money line, I mean, you probably won't find this at minus three anywhere, or at plus three anywhere, You, you can probably, the best you can get is plus two, plus one and a half, so look for the best Pats line that you can get, Atlanta plus the three. 49ers plus the 7.5 and and Tampa plus the 3.5 that is NFL week 12 on that's what G said and that's going to do it for us here on this episode thanks to Andrew for coming on and talking some racing with us hopefully you enjoyed uh, all of the horse racing analysis from uh, the three different racetracks good luck this weekend good luck NFL Sunday we'll be back next week and with a Another episode of That's What G Said. Have a nice Thanksgiving weekend, everyone.